and welcome back to another episode of the Financial Success Show. As always, I'm your host, Jeff E., the president here at Blackthorn uh, in Blackthorn Group in Brampton, Ontario. Oh my gosh, I've been reading too much today. My brain is not working. Joining <laughs> me, of course, brain? as always. What's that? You got squirrel, squirrel brain? brain? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Joining me, as always, is my right hand man, Mr. Kirk Forsyth. Kirk, how are you doing today? Very good. How are you doing? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and then, of course, today we have a very special guest and a very special show. Uh, this was more impromptu than anything the market watch that's going crazy. And of course, our uh, resident numbers geek and uh, <laughs> market analyst slash, uh, I don't know, like the rain man of the Dow Jones, I guess we call him. And Mr. one of Craig Kirk's Dunkerley. favorite guests, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Mr. Craig Dunkerley, CEO of Blackthorn Group. Craig, how are you doing today? Very good. Very good. Good. Happy to be on here today. Unfortunately, under not great oh, I, <laughs> numbers, yeah. but uh, happy to be able to share what we know. I was going to say, it's always great to have you on the show, but oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. What's going on in the market, Craig? Well, it's been dropping, as I'm sure many people know, mm -hmm. right? It's been dropping over the last... A uh, few months, it actually started in the TSX at about uh, July and August, and then uh, in the Dow in October. But as you know, we've been talking about this since the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, that there was a lot of risk in the market, a lot of height in the market. And then since March, we've been watching the P-E-Shiller ratio and a number of the charts. And, you know, this thing has been setting up for some time now. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're definitely going to get into the numbers. You're going yep. to show us the charts and, and, and why the numbers are saying what they're saying. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our guests have an overwhelming feeling that there's something on the horizon. Can you go a little bit more into like the causes for why this might be happening as opposed to just the numbers? Oh. Well, there's... I really... I, <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Like Sorry. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually going to, uh, flip to flip to one of our charts for that, if I can uh, get over to them. Um, if you really look at the, the Dow over the last little while, thank you, Fabian. If you look at the Dow over the last little while, I'm going to just flip to this one, and I'm going to go to the five-year, I think, here, and pull it up. You can see, and we'll cover this when we look at the charts, you can see that back here, which was November 2016, if you can see that where those two, uh, mm -hmm. two lines intersect there, that was November 2016. Anybody know what happened in November 2016? Trumpy Trump. got elected. Trump got elected. Trumpy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So Trump got elected, and as you can see, this has rocketed up since then all the way to the beginning of this year, which was about January of this year, right? Yeah. 2018, it's rocketed. It moved basically from 1,700 points to 2,600 points in a matter of one year. That is an Crazy. extremely aggressive move. When you see on the longer charts, we'll see how that kind of goes from being steady for 20, 30, 40 years, and then hmm. all of a sudden this jump, we'll see that when we go to the max chart. But then basically what we're setting up is all-time highs on the Dow Jones that went up very, very fast. And a lot of scare came into the market at that point because as we look at this one here, this is the P.E. Schiller. So the P.E. Schiller was created by um, Professor Schiller uh, back in the 1990s and he back assess some of the years because you can see we all go back to the 1800s here but what this chart does this chart measures the ratio of what stocks are selling for so what companies are selling for uh, this actually measures the whole market compared to what they're actually worth 
So if you look at the number 15 on here, 1415, that is about what stocks are actually worth. Worth. If you, were to, if you had a company worth $1,000 and it was trading on the Dow Jones at that time at about 15, you would expect to pay $1,000 for it. Mm -hmm. So I think most people would be okay for that. If something's worth $1,000, you'd be willing to pay $1,000 for it, right? Mm -hmm. But then when we got up here, Right up here was just about almost a month ago, not even a month ago, even just even a couple of weeks ago. That's how much we've dropped in the last couple of weeks. But just a month ago, that was sitting up at 33%. Mm. So now you think about that. 33 is basically double 15, right? Yeah. Right. So if they're valued at their right around 14, 15, at 30 on this chart, it means stocks are trading at twice their value, more than twice their value. So I know we've had a few examples in some of our Millionaires Club. We actually used your <laughs> example, example, right? Yeah. Right, your your um, Denali. If if uh, GM was selling a Denali for one hundred twenty thousand dollars, <laughs> yes, Jeff, I wanted Denali. Back and, to the auto show. And, and, <laughs> yes, and, back to the auto show. And that's what the Denali's worth, yep. right? Then one hundred twenty thousand dollars, the average person would go in and buy it for that if that's the vehicle they wanted, right? But if GM put that Denali on sale for two hundred and forty thousand dollars. How many would people go buy it? Not me. Not me. Not me, right? <laughs> Not me for sure. Right? Not unless they lined it in gold and actually made it worth 240000 That a but, Saudi prince might buy it. There you go. But when you look up here, that's what's been happening in the stock market over the last little while. Hmm. People have been buying their stocks at more than double what the companies are actually worth. Wow. And as you see, this is actually the drop of 2009 right here. In 2009, this is the tech uh, bubble, right? The dot-com bubble yeah. in, in 2000. So we can see we came down from that, which was just a, an unrealistic figure period. But in history, this P.E.-Shiller ratio has only been up this high, not including this, this dot-com thing. It's only been up this high right here. Black Tuesday. 1920s. Black Monday, right? right? Black Friday. The 1920s. We have only been... <laughs> We have only had stocks this overvalued since the 1920s. Wow. And that's what we've been hitting now. And that's when and people were jumping off of buildings and committing jumping suicide off building, everywhere. Yeah, and, right. You know, you know that had, was an yeah. incredible drop. And we had a decade of joblessness and the dirty into 30s. the depression. Yeah, that was, that's huge. I don't know if you've been listening to, to the news or watching BNN. I saw one report uh, just recently that we've seen the biggest slide that we've seen since the Great Depression. Wow. Now, I haven't analyzed that myself, but it was one report that I saw on <clears throat> BNN, I believe it was, just earlier this week. We've well, I, seen the biggest pullback. And, you know, that's what we've been talking about since uh, March and Millionaire's Club. This thing was way too high, right, as we, as we go back. No, I lost my cursor. As we go back, we can see this thing got way too high, way up here. And it mm -hmm. got there very quick. And as that was happening, the Schiller prices were just getting over and over and overvalued. And people are buying into it, right? If you look at this, you see this here? Sorry, Jeff. Sorry. You see this here? This I was just touching on. That was drop of 2009. Hmm. If we could draw a line all the way across here, we would see that's about 15. Yeah. This drop in 2009, it wasn't anything more than a correction back to what things were actually worth. Hmm. It didn't go into the negatives like we saw here. Imagine here. Imagine if your Denali went on sale for $60,000. Oh, you know, airport. right here in the 1980s. You know, stocks were trading at Black, half their value. Black Monday? The Half their value. Yeah. Right there. There you go, right? Black Monday. 
right? That's what they were trading at. Now you see a jump in here. Is that the chart does measure what they're actually worth, right? So uh, compared to what they're selling. When we got down here, companies just started losing so much value that the stocks in here were actually higher than they were worth, but the companies at that point were dropping so fast. Wow. So this is a this is a chart that I've been using all year in Millionaires Club and, and showing people and showing how this price ratio has gone up so much since 2009 over the last nine years to a point where you know it pretty much had to break it had to break Who, who's going to be buying this and we've got a lot of turmoil in the world right now we've got a lot of uneasiness in the world that i believe finally people have just uh given up on this mm -hmm. well to correlate what you're saying there um in the u.s recent statistics on December 15th, the seven-day jobless benefit applications rose from 8,000 to 214,000 wow. in one week. Holy. One week. That's crazy. Now, they were expecting it to go up to 218,000, but 214,000, that's a massive wow. increase in seven days. Absolutely. It's frightening. Yep. So Absolutely. What, what drives that? You said there's, there's economic factors outside of the market. You said the turmoil, the, the stuff with China that's going on. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of turmoil in the world right now. There's a lot of uneasiness in the world as to what's going to happen going forward. And the financial markets are reacting to it. So it's basically yeah. people driving it up and down. Yeah, and as we get the challenges, um, as people start to get more worried about this, it just starts to grow on itself. So mass psychology, right? really. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. as it drops a little bit, and that's what we're seeing uh, through this week, and today has been uh, quite a drop. We'll look at the uh, the market of today as well. Today's <laughs> been quite a drop. <laughs> and basically, you know, once you get a few people selling, then the momentum picks up, and more people see this starting to um, fade away, and then fear sets in. Yeah. And as fear sets in, you know, people are pulling out faster and faster, and it just becomes... Uh, self-moving at that point. So when you say fear sets in, I know you've talked about uh, resistance points in the past. Is that mm -hmm. where the fear sets in? Is that, how, is that how it works? Yeah, there's a lot of people who trade on these technical indicators. Like if we look right here, just I, I look at the technical indicators more on the charts, on the stock charts than I do on the, on the Schiller. I use this more of a ratio, but we can look here. We can see that this has been going up and going up and going up. And we have three points here that it's kind of been going up. And each time it kind of got to that point and then dropped down with the exception of just this recent part, which we looked at just a little while ago on the Dow where it went up, you know, 9,000 9, points in one year. So you can see it's kind of steadily gone up. And then on the bottom side, you've got an angle of bottoms as well. So they tend to be trend lines. And we'll look at them a little bit more as we hit the charts. You can see here, as this thing was going down, you can, you can hit these tops, all four of them. And those are indicators where it's moved to a certain point and then stopped. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I don't really use the indicators on, on the PE Schiller. I'll use them more on the charts when we actually look at what's been going on in the Dow and the TSX today. Yeah, let's take a look at that Dow then, because that thing's been okay. all over the place today. So our biggest thing to consider here uh, before we do move to that is stocks, according to the PE Schiller, are very highly overvalued right now. Um, myself and a, and a lot of my um, uh, partners, uh, we were selling out of our, this stuff, right? Selling, selling at a high value, right? In, in our Millionaires Club, you know, as we trade our index funds, we talk about sell high and buy low, mm. right? So if something is trading very, very high, you know, sometimes it's a good time to sell. And mm -hmm. that's basically what uh, I've done and my partners have done. And then watching, you know, when does this thing get very, very low? You know, who buys when it's very, very low? 
you know, guys like Warren Buffett, smart right? Money. Yeah. Right, the smart money started now buying, buying, right? And there's been a lot of a lot of fear in the market that this is going to be dropping. But the challenge is the average individual. Well, it's it's hard to predict where's the top, where's the bottom. So you watch the the smart people who are doing it, right? That's why we watch. Um, Warren Buffett. That's why we watch Phil Town. We watch these guys because they are paying attention to this and they are moving. And a lot of these guys have been going into cash now, which mm. is basically what we've been doing. We've been moving into cash since uh, since March because the Dow has been pretty flat over the entire year. So we'll go ahead and do that, um, Jeff. We'll look we'll look at these charts. Actually, we're going to look at them on here, right? We're not going to look at the live ones yet. So let me pull up one of these ones here. So this is a chart that I. Had a, had a look at, I believe this is a couple of days ago now. Yeah, so this was on the 17th uh, when I was really paying attention to this. And uh, I, I was starting to get calls from clients uh, who are in our Millionaires Club. And, you know, they're starting to see some of the stuff that they left in the market going down and, you know, wanting some discussion on it. Plus, I was analyzing this so we could possibly have some discussion with, with, uh, with you guys here. So as we see this, You'll see this is the one year of the TSX, okay? And as I was talking about there, you see this line? You can see that it's steadily going down, right? And then on the bottom, there's another line here steadily going down. And that's over about the last six months. So as I said, since about July, we've been watching the July, August, we've been watching this Dow or this TSX just go down. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about it in Millionaire's Club and helping people realize that uh, this drop is coming, the, the, the Schiller shows that it's coming, and you can see here since July it started activating in, in the TSX, in the Toronto. And it's just steadily down, so these are considered tops, right? So we're over the last six months we've had uh, lower tops and lower bottoms, if we look at this bottom line right here. Lower tops and lower bottoms, and we're, we're on the bottom of it right now. So there is an argument that could say that this is ready to turn back up if it stays in the channel. Right? If it stays in the channel, it could turn back up and go up to here. So that's that resistance point. That's a resistance about. point, right? And what's the likelihood of that? Um, you know, that's that's one way or the other, right? <laughs> it's like it's, it's a 50-50. Right? It will either break through that line or it will bounce off it and head up. But right? we look at outside factors that could affect that, like the Fed raising... Yet again, the interest yeah. rates on Wednesday, yesterday. The interest rates going up again, employment like you're talking about, and a general overall fear in the world, mm -hmm. right? So, and when we look at the Schiller, the Schiller is still up at 28 points. It's still pretty much double in value from what stocks are worth. So there is a good indicator that this is breaking down. Dun, and when dun, it breaks dun. down, as we see in the Dow, we'll see in the Dow that it's already broken down, mm -hmm. right? And uh, even well, though we've had these drops here in the TSX, We'll see even more so in the Dow, how it's broken down. Uh, as of about 20 minutes ago, the NASDAQ fell into official bear territory, yep. meaning, meaning it fell 20 points. Yep. Uh, or sorry, 20%. Yeah. There's, is... a, there's a number of very uh, bullish analysts in, in uh, New York that went bear just a couple of days ago. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So, that third line there? So the third line, this one here. Yeah is these lines can go back various lengths. Now we're only looking at one year here. So what I took on this one is I tried to find two solid points lower than this line. Because typically what we'll see, if this breaks through here, it's gonna be looking for another resistance point. Right. So I always look for where the next resistance point is. And it is this point 
end this point, I would say. Yep. So we could see if we extend that out, if, if we see that this took this long to get here, we could probably go out to about here and see us hitting down probably in about the 12 range for the TSX. Mm. Okay. And if uh, anybody recalls, any of our millionaire uh, club uh, members, if any of you are here, you know that the top of the TSX before 2009 crash was about 15.8. So if you go back to 2008 right now, we are already 1,500 points below 2008 numbers. Most people invested in their mutual funds will not have made any money since 2008. On top of that, have MER fees come out of it. And that's why you know as we, we train our index fund training to show people how to get in and out of the market on scheduled days, not using emotions. and. Um, and, and um, make money on the highs and lows that happen through the year. You can see this. This covers one year. There's lots of highs and lows in here. Right? Most people don't take advantage of those, and it's very easy to. And that's what we do in our Millionaires Club. So there's a possible breakdown to here. But then we also want to look at where breaks have happened. So let's look at this. See this, this, this bottom here? Yep. This bottom here? Yep. And all the way back to here in February. There's three bottoms there. So this is where I traced back and actually saw that we broke into this a few weeks back, almost a month ago, and started to break through that line. So that's, that's a triple bottom on the year. One, two, three. Triple bottom. This one almost got down to it. So a triple bottom, if you break through a triple bottom, that's a pretty strong breakthrough. right? And then this one here, if we look at this one, there's a potential double bottom that we're heading down to there from there. So these are all indicators that uh, I watch on a regular basis and uh, talk with Millionaire Club members and a few other people right now who have been giving us a call. So again, a lot of, a lot of us have gone into cash way back as far as March, some in June, some in September. Uh, as we saw this start to break down uh, in July, as we just saw, and then more so a number of our partners and, and clients started to, uh, to get out uh, early this month. And um, you know, now you're at a point, do, do, do you sit in and, and hope for the best or do you, you take the bite on what you've already lost and, and go to cash? And a, a lot of the uh, analysts out there are saying go to cash, right? As you know, I, I don't give advice. I, I look at the charts. I'll show you what I see in the charts. I'll tell you what I'm doing mm -hmm. with my money, and, and you have to do your own research and, and look into your own data to see what you're comfortable with, right? And that's why we, that's why we get together every quarter and, and talk about it. So this is the five-year. So this is the five-year on the TSX, and you can see since 2000 and, what's this, 2016 maybe? What are we, uh, that's 2015 still, right? So maybe about August 2015, right, 16? This is 16. Uh, 16. So yeah, that's, so it's probably about, uh, where we July? Yeah, sometime beginning of 2017. We saw three tops. There's almost a top there, a top there, and a top there. And then we see a top here. I bet you, I didn't draw that line all the way out, but I bet you that line stretched out would touch the top of that one. So that's four tops over the course of the last five years. Every time it's tried to go up higher and then stopped. Tried to go up higher and then stopped. So that's a very strong resistance. 
And then on the bottom, there's a bottom, a bottom, a bottom, a bottom, a bottom, a bottom. You could probably take this across here, and it might even extend all the way to this one here. So we had a breakthrough to the downside here that we recovered from. And now we've got a breakthrough of that very strong resistance right there. Where's it going? This is the next bottom right here, which is at 12,000, which is pretty much what we just saw in the one year, right? Mm -hmm. the, the one year was saying 12,000 is the next bottom. The five year is saying the exact same thing, right? And then I believe our next chart, we will actually go to the maximum. And we can see all the way back to 2008. We have only just been touching on 2008 numbers steadily inclining. And then on the bottom, back to 2006, we've got all the way through here. That was our crash in 2009. <coughs> and you can see we broke through. It came down, it broke through, and just look at it, it just rocketed down, right? and then worked its way down and then finally hit a bottom, which is pretty much there. It went back to 2002 numbers, basically. That was a retraction all the way back to 2002. I think you remember probably in, in one of our events, um, uh, Financial Success Summit, we talked about the lady who had a, a $100,000 that she put in her investments. Yes, I do remember, remember that. that. Yeah. And she'd put it back 12 years. I, I looked yeah. at her numbers in 2015, and we went back all the way to, to 2003. She'd put a, she had 100,000 in 2003, and by 2015, she was at $96,000, $94,000. She'd lost $6,000 in that whole time period. And you can see, all the way back here, 2002, is a very likelihood where we could see this go. More if than the these money, two though, bottom, more than the money, though, it's the time that matters the time. there. You yeah, can't exactly. get that time back no, to, you can't. to get your investments to no. grow. No, that's, that's insane. If you haven't made anything over the course of 12 years, that's a lot of wasted time for your money. Oh, right? compounding alone. I'm just thinking, if you haven't made that much money that amount of time, you're still paying somebody for a fee on top of that, and you're losing money. Absolutely. The reason when we actually looked at her, her, she should have been break even or a lot of bit better. Uh, if she was using our program and index funds, she would have been well up, right? But she was down mainly because the MAR fees that were being charged mm -hmm. over the course of that 15 years or 12 years. So if you, if you take these two bottoms all the way from 2001 and 2009, you see a possible drop in this market all the way down to about 8,000. Mm. wiping out 50% of the value from the high of 2008 and up here, the high of about 16,000, 17,000. So we have a resistance point. We're coming up on a resistance point now. If we break through, we've got another one down at 11 and then down here at, that looks like probably about eight. Wow. Okay, and that's where you really look. We'll look at the Dow. The Dow's even scarier. <laughs> the, t <laughs> the Dow's even scarier than that. The, the TSX, hasn't fared too badly, but it didn't rocket as much as the uh, as the Dow did either. So it stayed a little bit smoother. So we don't see in the charts as much of a of a a loss coming out of it. But still, if you wipe fifty percent out of it, you know that's basically what happened in two thousand and nine. Mm -hmm. And are people prepared for it? Right? Are people in cash? Are people protecting themselves from this drop? So let's go look at the Dow. And I hope, I hope your guests find this uh, interesting. Um, I actually find it um, quite 
exciting analyzing these charts. I, I hate when I see what I see what I see now. <laughs> but, you know, when you watch these on a regular basis and you see these things start to play out, it's extremely interesting. Right? And, and it does. We're, we're humans. We follow trends. Yeah. We Absolutely. might not realize oh, yeah. it, but we follow trends. Absolutely. So this is the Dow one year. And there you go. There's your top. So this is when we started in Millionaire's Club. We started watching in October the Dow start to break down right in here. Yeah. Right? So we, we, were, we were looking around July, August at the TSX. And then we were looking here in October. And we got a bit of a top, another top in November, another top in December. And this is where we've collapsed. A lot of worry in the world since since the beginning of December. We all know that. Yeah. And just look how it's just gone. And, and then down here, and it's broken through these resistances on the bottom right here. We've got lower highs, we've got lower bottoms, and we've now broken through, through this one here. And we're on, you know, that goes all the way back to the low of March, which was similar to what we saw in the TSX, right? all the way back there, but we've broken down. But something I want to point out on this, you might have saw it on the other ones, but just to point out on this too, you see we got this closing down, we got it closing down, but if you look, this here is a little bit closer than this here, Yeah. right? We've got a closing wedge, right? And a closing wedge basically shows you that you've got uh, people going up, right? You've, you've, got, you've got the ups and the downs getting closer and closer and closer. And as that starts to close, it's typically the sign of a drop, right? Mm -hmm. As you're losing, you're losing the highs, you're losing the lowers, but they're getting closer and closer. Basically, you're seeing weakness in the market developing with that closing wedge. Although it's not much of a close, there is a, a closing wedge there. Yeah, it's a distinctive wedge. You can yeah. see it. Yeah. Craig, forgive me. I'm uh, I'm looking on my phone as you're doing this at the stock prices, and uh, as of three eleven, they're looking at the stock market being the worst it's been in a decade. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and you can see that we were just uh, well. We'll go to we'll go to the um, to the uh, to the max range that we can see on. And yeah, uh, this here. This was Tuesday. We were down mm -hmm. at this point. I'm not sure what time I pulled this. It was probably midday on Tuesday. Um, no, this was actually after close on Tuesday and at 4.53. We were down 500 points, wow. right? And then Wednesday, we opened up and rocketed up about 180, 100 and um, um, 200. And then that was yesterday. We, closed, we ended up closing down um, quite a bit yesterday as well. Uh, so. uh, currently, Japan and South Korea are officially in a bear market. Yeah. So, so you know, just to the viewers, it's 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 what are you doing with your money right now? We've been talking about going into cash since uh, since the beginning of the year, right? Because you do, you don't want to ride this thing down, right? Yeah. And you know, some people think, well, I've I've maybe lost some money now, but at this point, you know, I I take a, a point if I'm still in this that I'll I'll accept my loss and I I want out, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. we could we could see a bounce, we could still see a bounce, but. Um, I, I was talking to a, a close family member not too long ago, and we were talking about the fact that, okay, we may see a bounce. And if you get that bounce and, and sell your stuff on that bounce, you, you maybe have saved a couple of thousand dollars, but you're risking tens of thousands of dollars right. if it doesn't happen, right? So, so what's your best option, mm -hmm. right? right? It, this, this, is, this isn't gambling, 
right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of people's retirement. So, so we look at this here, we look at this one here too. So here we got a little bit lower tops. This is on the five year of the Dow, a little bit lower tops. And then we've got lower bottoms or actually rising bottoms on this one. But look at that, it's wedging, mm -hmm. right? We've got a significant wedge over the last five years since, uh, well, I shouldn't say five years, that's this year. That's this year because it's a five-year chart over this year, mm -hmm. right? We've just been closing and closing and closing. And then look what happens. It finally broke through. Closing yeah. wedge and it just finally let go to the bottom side. Look at this. This is beautiful right here. Wow. Right? Just rising up for, for two years, right? For two years from 2016 to 2018. But then this is, this is, this is what we saw here. Boom. Right? Just started to go right in there. So if it was rising right? kind of steadily up until 2018, what caused it to really spike? In 2018? Uh, the, the election, the election of Trump. In 2018? Yeah. Oh, no, in 2018. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I have to look at what our actual dates are on that. So that would probably be the run up to 2018. So yeah, yeah. that would that would have been that would that would actually be Trump's run up right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as we would have seen here. On the one year, no, the, the one year is just after his run-up. As you can see, we've been flat for the whole year. This is, this is February over here. We've yep. been basically flat all the way along, <laughs> down and only back up to there. Mm. Okay. So this little, this little run-up yep. was the run-up of 2018, was basically uh, Trump getting elected in November 16 yep. and running all the way up to there. Okay. Right, that was that. So we had a nice steady run for some time, and then when he got elected, it started to really move. And why would the Dow Jones start to move when Donald Trump got elected? It's all about the business. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the industrial average, right? Yeah. It's industry, yeah. right, which he, he pledged to to bring industry back to uh, the U.S. and it obviously had a positive effect. But one of the things that we talk about a lot on our quarterly uh, reviews is too far too fast. Yeah. Right. That yeah. nice steady run for a number of years. That that's beautiful. It stayed yeah. within its lines. And look at this one. This is the max. This is all. This is since 2009. Look how smooth this has just run, all the way along. Got a little bit Boom. weak in 2016. <laughs> And then right here, November 2016, I'm going to guess that is, all the way up. It just started to go. It broke out of this channel and then just poof, took off, right? It broke through that channel. And then we hit, we started hitting the max here. Hit it once, twice, three, four times. Now we've broken through the top. So this is where we're now looking at longer, bigger picture. Mm -hmm. We're really looking at bigger picture here. And we've broken through the top of the channel, the bottom right now, what are we trading in the Dow today? Uh, last I checked just a moment ago was uh, just shy of 23,000, 22,941. 20, 23,9? 22,9, 22,9. 22,9, 22,9. Yeah, down 382.54 on the day. So even just a safe recovery back to the bottom of this channel is at about 21. So that's another, you said we're at 20, 22.9, that's another 3,000. Just gets us back into where this channel has been running since 2009. Wow. Right? So there's a very easy <coughs> possibility of hitting this 21. If we break through there, other resistances are on top. So you can see how we broke out of this here. We broke out. Typically, the next resistance is coming back in. 
right? If we come back into the channel, mm -hmm. then we're heading down. But quite often, you'll see a bounce off of the top of the channel, right? So the next resistance that I see on this is 15. Why 15? That's the top in 2008. That was our last solid high before doing this run up. So that's a resistance point right there, which from 26 to 15 is almost half. So in 2009, the Dow dropped in half, basically from 14 down to 6,800 dropped in half. Right now, just a pullback to those earlier highs would drop the market in half. Wow. Now, one of the reasons I started talking about this way back in, in January, March, is some, some courses that helped me show how to watch these charts even further than what I used to and um, really get into detail more so than I used to. And some of the information I'm bringing today is as I started to pay attention to that, I started hear from, hearing from the upper level analysts, the people with money, the, the Warren Buffett, the, the Phil Towns and what have you, that this crash is expected to be bigger than the last one. The last one being 2009. So do you think we're gonna expect bread lines? No, no. Is it possible? It could be possible if people are losing 70% of their, of their asset values out there, right? Yeah. Right, because if you look at this, if you look at this, Jeff, mm. This was the bottom of 2009, right? 7,000 points. If we pull back all the way to there, we have lost from 26 to seven, almost 75% wow. of the market. And all we would be doing is going back to those previous lows. I can only imagine right? what this means to somebody who's 65 years old. Absolutely. Got their retirement plans all set out. And, and that's what happened last time. That's what happened in the drop of last time. If you are retired and you are living off of your investments and they're in mutual funds, they're in this stock market. We talk about this quite often on our quarterly meetings in, in the Millionaires Club, right, Jeff? If, if I'm retired and I'm needing $1,000 every single month to survive out of my investments and to get that $1,000 uh, six months ago, I needed to pull out 10 units of my investment. Well, if this thing drops in half like it did in 2009, well, now I need 20 units to get my $1,000. I still need my $1,000 to live, but now I need 20 units, right? If it drops down to 75% where it was before, if it drops down to there, now I need four, 40 units to get that same $1,000. Now, if you plan to take out 10 units for the rest of your life so that you could survive off your investment, what happens when you start taking 20 units out a month or 40 units out a month? You're working at right? Walmart. So the retired, the yeah. retired who, are, who are living <laughs> off their investments, they're the ones with the greatest risk, yeah. the greatest risk. But all of us can see some erosion of our net worth uh, very easily if this market starts continuing down where many people are predicting it's going. And, and from the charts, you can see how possible a drop is. You know, I really hope that we stop here. Right? A $21,000 drop would put us back into this territory. Would put us back into this territory. If we hit but, that bottom, we can ride it for a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. We could stay in this channel. But, you know, again, we break through this channel, then we've, we've, got, we've got a pretty decent way to go before we've got another pretty strong resistance to protect us. And hence, why we're in cash or real estate, right, um, in, our, in our rental properties. Right.
So uh, there will be obviously an effect on, on real estate, I would imagine, as, as people's uh, financial situation starts to erode if this does play out like it's looking like it will. And that's where I've always talked about, you've got to set yourself up to handle both sides of the market, yeah. right? If you own real estate and it goes up in, in very nice value, it might be a time to sell, take your profits and look at what's next. But when things start to drop, especially people, unfortunately, what we saw in Detroit when we invested in Detroit, people were losing their houses, mm -hmm. right? When people lose their houses, they still need some, somewhere to live, right? And that's where we position ourselves in the real estate rental market, right? Because people are going to need, need homes still, and, and the rental market starts to continues to be strong if you can play this, play this through. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to go wrong with rentals. People are always going to need a place to live, place right? Place to live, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and, and having been at the uh, the Global Institutional Real Estate Forum last week in New right. York, they're all agreeing that we are mid to late cycle on the real estate as well as the uh, the current market conditions. So everybody seems to definitely be correlating with what you're saying here, Craig. That's it's pretty huge. So anybody who's watching this right now, what's the first action you think they should take? Or what, what's the first action you would take well, if it was the first time yeah, you saw it? When, well, I, I already started to take action in March, right? Back in March when we saw this thing developing, uh, I was already starting to move to cash, and a lot of our Millionaire Club members were already starting to move to cash and, um, and moving then to, uh, to real estate. Um, putting, you know, the, 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 the nice thing about being in cash, if this thing does crash out, the nice thing about being in cash is that you're not going to lose from it. The bad thing about being in cash is when do you get back in, <laughs> right? When do you get back in? Because you don't know. Does it stop at 21? Does it stop at 15? Does it stop at 7? Right? When do you get back in? Well, I'll be watching Warren. I'll be watching when Warren gets back in. I'll be watching when Phil gets in. And that's the information I'll bring to the Millionaires Club for, for our members. So as, as a decision to get out of this, a lot of our clients have decided to move into some of our real estate partnerships. Mm -hmm. I'm done with this, get out, move into something completely different where we can make some money instead of just sitting in cash and see where, see where that goes to. And then at some point in time, you know, the real estate might be at a value where we, we sell it and maybe it's time to go back into this at that point, who knows? I think it's important here to, to, to mention, you know, as much doom and gloom as this is, in a down market or a bear market, there's also a lot of money that gets made by the smart people who are paying attention. Absolutely, right? There's a lot of money to be made here. And unfortunately, the average individual right now is on the bad side of this and will lose, but there are people out there that are sitting that will make a fortune off of this, Yeah. right? And, and you know, Warren Buffett, uh, um, you know, the, the guru that he is, Prior to this uh, crash in 2009, he went to cash. He went to cash. He saw this coming. And I, I think as we went into this, there were a few people talking about a correction coming, right? But, but not enough to sway people. Now there's enough people talking about a correction coming that the average individual, just by watching the news, would probably see maybe they should get out of this. Right. And, you know, I don't I don't typically follow the news for my guidance. As far as I'm concerned, the news is six months behind the, the information. You know, I watch the charts. The charts are very clear what's coming. Very and, clear. And as those people start to move out to cash, of course, that's going to just perpetuate the whole cycle. Of things, Absolutely. Right. 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 As, as uh, uh, Donald Trump said earlier in the week. 
right? <laughs> stop. Yeah, I stop taking your money out. Stop taking your money out. But, you know, so that, that, that might be a great plan for some, but do you want to be the one who said, no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to help this thing go down. I'm going to stay in, right? Unfortunately, right, not enough people might make that decision with you and you'll be stuck. But I, I want to look at this for a second, and I, I, if I can scan it over, uh, can I scan this? I'm, I'm all the way over as I can. I was hoping to scan back this way. I can't see. I usually can. No, but you see this here, and, and I didn't draw a line on that. This is just today. Look at this all the way here. You see this? This, Sorry, this is all today? No, this, no, this, this is, is the max. Back. This is all the way back to 1989. <laughs> but look how nice and steady. I wish I could. Uh, can I refresh this maybe? Yeah, so I can only get back to 1985 here. But look how nice and steady that we had a bit of a bump there. But Kirk, look how were you even born in 1985? Look how look <laughs> how nice and steady. <laughs> look how nice and steady this was, right? Look how nice and steady. If we keep going on that steady line, right? Two thousand nine. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Now, I wish I had, to, does anyone, can I borrow a piece yes, of paper? And unfortunately, you guys on, on, online can't see what I'm doing here. But look at that. That steady line, mm. that steady line, the, bot that? the bottom of that steady line hit 2009. 2009 just brought us right to where we were supposed to be. You extend that out, and you're sitting around 9,000, 9, 8,000, hmm. a realistic correction is 8,000 points, roughly. A, and that's just a correction back to where we should be if we followed this trend, if we followed this trend all the way along and drew a line on this, it would touch this bottom and it would end up right about here. Wow. Which puts us at where we should be about now. If you extend it out, you know, you, you see us down in the, the eight, $9,000 range. Mm -hmm point range, I should say, just off of that trend line that goes all the way back to the 80s. All the way back to the 80s. So this thing has been developing for, for some time. And uh, I was looking at a chart um, earlier in the week. Uh, I'm not sure why I can't pull it up here. But I took this all the way back to the 1920s. And this steady line carried all the way back to the Depression. This thing has been setting up ever since then in wow. here right and history repeats itself right yeah history repeats itself but you know we've 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 been we've been completely out like here here's here's our bottom here kind of right in in here's kind of our bottom right around here and then we've got kind of a steady top in around here that kind of flows across and we broke out here broke down here and now we've really broken out Typically, we see pullbacks of half, right? When we see when we see a long range, so we went from we went from oh, that won't work, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, just if if you, if you can't see, I was trying to move the mouse on my computer as opposed to the one that, that we're using for the show here. From two thousand, only a visual joke. <laughs> from, from two thousand, from two thousand nine, the low of seven thousand, all the way up to twenty six. 
you add those two together, right? That would be 33. Drop it in half, just natural human correction, drop 33 in half, and you're down to 16, right? And where are we right now? Uh, just a quick update. We are now down 466 points in the Dow Jones. Yeah, yeah and we needed this week to, to strengthen up, but there's, there's, there were too many indicators that it wasn't. Uh, most of the mornings, except for today, today, I believe today was the first morning that actually opened going down. Mm. Uh, the rest of the week opened up fairly strong every morning. You, as we know, Thursday and Friday last week was pretty bad. Mm. And then Monday opened up strong, Tuesday opened up strong, yesterday opened strong, up, uh, up about a couple of hundred points each day. And then you just saw from mid to late morning, it just started to break away until at close we were down. I think we had one day up this week on the Dow. Uh, two days ago was up 86 at the end of the day. So there was a lot of people at the early part of the day trying to grab some deals, mm -hmm. right? It, it's dropped significantly the day before, so in the morning trying to g grab some deals, and then those deals just uh, wasted away through the day as the smart money came in late in the day. So again, you know, you've got you've to you've take this and, and look at your own investments and decide, you know, what you're prepared to risk, right? And, and when I look at this, I, I'd rather get out with a small loss than, than the possibility of a large loss. I'm not a gambler. Yeah, right? no, me neither. I'm a terrible gambler. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at that uh, magical 45-minute mark. Wow, already? Bank, right? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Where'd you go? I'm trying. I'm learning all this stuff. Can't you see I'm just mesmerized by these charts? Yeah. Um, I, I do apologize. I know this can be can be quite technical, uh, but um, we did send out a, an email yeah. to to uh, many of our clients, all of our clients, yeah. I believe, this week to to share this information um, based on um, on what we were seeing on the weekend and to, to really show them that what we've been talking at Millionaire's Club has come into fruition. So if you haven't taken your actions yet, you should be looking at it possibly and, and making your decisions if you're making any change to Not your possibly. investment. Definitely look at it. Yeah, definitely yeah. look at it. Right? You know, that's why I'm here. I, I that's why I'm here. I just want you to, to at least look at it, yeah. get knowledgeable on it so you can make a rational decision for yourself and your family and your own investments, right? And then we're here, right? Yeah. If anybody needs to phone and, and talk about this, because it is a lot of information that we've talked about in this hour, and it, it's kind of, you know, it, it, it's natural for me because I've been doing this for years, but if you're just seeing it for the first time, you know, give us a shout and have some questions. Pull out your stuff and let's have a look at it. I do have to say, Craig, I think you've got a natural ability to break down that information and make it digestible for, for the average person. I, yeah, I'm really glad you did that today because someone like myself, like I would look at these charts and be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, I don't know whether I'm, I'm happy or sad about all of this. It looks I'm like you can be scared. a little bit of both. <laughs> you know, but, you just uh, you just have to be on the right side of it. That's all. Yeah. Right. Always, you know, and that's. You know, when, and I know I've brought up Millionaire Club uh, a number of times through this session, but that's what it's all about for Millionaire's Club, is we get con together every three months and we talk about money, we look at these charts and we watch them, and it, it starts to become knowledge to, mm -hmm. to, to you, right? And, you know, we looked at this just on, what, Monday, Kirk, uh, was it? Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday we had a look at this yeah. together, right? Yeah. And, you know, the first time you see it, it's a lot of information. Yeah. Today, you've probably picked up a little bit more because yep. it's the second time. Yeah. Just imagine oh, yeah. if every three months you're getting connected with that and how you start to understand your money, right? And our, our clients, our Millionaires Club members who've been with us for years, even just a couple of years, some of them as far as back as 2009, that look at this 
all every three months, and it doesn't take long, an hour out of your quarter, really, right? Just an hour, yep. right? And all of them, all of them were in cash prior to this drop starting in December because they were aware, they were seeing it repetitively, and they were paying attention. And what a right? nice feeling it is when you saw it. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but... I was just going to say, I had a question, because you keep saying, put your money in cash and cash and cash. Well, <clears throat> are there different forms of cash? Like, when you keep saying cash, like, literally pull it out in cash? Well, it, it depends who you are and what you want to do. So some of our clients have um, uh, moved their money into bonds, okay. right? Uh, we, we trade, um, uh, in our Millionaires Club, we trade the XBB bond, right, the iShares bond. And it's been paying on average 2.4%, I believe, interest. So not a lot of return on investment, but it tends to stay fairly steady as the markets are dropping. So some of our clients have moved to bonds. Uh, others have moved to cash mm -hmm. uh, just to get out of this market so that they can then decide what they're going to do with it. Most of our clients in Millionaire's Club, as they've moved to cash, they've then looked at what other investment opportunities around and done some of our real estate partnerships with us. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't like sitting in cash. I'd rather sit in cash than be in this, absolutely. <laughs> but sitting in cash is doing nothing for you. In fact, yeah. it's mm -hmm. going negative because you know, we still have to deal yeah. with inflation and interest rates going up. So your cash actually loses value sitting in cash. Mm -hmm. So that's where we look at, okay, if we've got it in cash, what other opportunities are out there to keep our money working for us? Well, I gotta say, it's gotta be a nice feeling when you are telling everybody park, or well, when everybody's starting to park it in mm -hmm. cash, and you look at the market, it drops the next day. That's a darn good feeling. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, it's just but, nice to be right, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm I'm just paying attention to to the people the people above me. Yeah. Right. The people who really know money. Right. I have a good understanding of charts and, and, and managing money, but there's people out there that are extremely wealthy that make money off of this on a regular basis. Mm. And the guys like Warren Buffett and Phil Town and what have you, I pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah. I just want to point out on this chart here, look at this here. Um, this, is, this is developing almost into a head and shoulders too. Right? We've got some, some ups, some downs in here, maybe not a head and shoulders, but we've got high highs here. We've got, we've got lows developing here still. Sorry, can and you explain know, the head and yep. shoulders there? Um, no, it's not really a head and shoulders there. We kind of came up, dropped, came back up and headed down. We don't really have a shoulder on this side. So um, uh, this could be a head and shoulders here, kind of a long one. You've got kind of coming up and then you've got a bit of a dip and then up to a head. So that could be a shoulder, right? Mm -hmm. And then up. And then you've got a bit of stabilizing here, and then it dropped away. You don't see head and shoulders as much on the long-term charts. We're on the max. You typically see them on the shorter. And that's where you, 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 you run up, you come down a little bit, and then you run way up, come back down to where you were, up a little bit, and then you just break down completely. And that's another normal um, uh, uh, negative in the markets. But you can see here, you know, this has been trending down since 2000 and basically 2014 we've got lower lows and lower highs right and that's when you look at the max chart right here 2015 2015 i guess january we've started developing to lower lows and you know we could see that down in here again it just supports the other chart yeah. the other chart we saw a low of, of 15. Mm -hmm. here those lower lows have have a, a 15 16 point that they'll they'll connect to Mm. And, and when you start to see the the one year, the five year, 
and the Macs all start to agree with each other, right? You know, it's another, you know, signal that uh, things things are happening, right? So, anyways, um, sorry, I've gone past your 3:45 time point there, but I I I saw I saw something I saw something that I needed to talk about. Certainly worth a few extra minutes there. So, Craig, any parting thoughts on that for our guests? Uh, just the biggest thing is get connected with your money, right? This is happening now, and, and um, you really have to look and make decisions possibly now. But get connected with your money so that these things like this December don't just slap you in the face and you open up your investment account and say, holy smokes, what happened to my money? Yeah. Right? Get connected to it, right? And it's not that hard. It's, it's not that hard to get connected. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So thank you very much for joining us today, yes. Craig. I uh, really appreciate it. Of course, Thanks, Craig guys. Dunker, the CEO of Blackthorn Group, the millionaire maker <laughs> himself. I'm uh, <laughs> really glad to have you in the studio today. We really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Kirky, uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, Craig, can you tell me a happy story now? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit nervous. (laughs) There's the millennial. Yeah. Uh, Are are you sitting on a bit of cash? (laughs) That would be a happy story right now. Well, thank you very much once again to uh, Craig Dunkley for joining us in studio today. Of course, thank you to my right-hand man, Kirk Forsyth. And uh, a couple things coming up. Of course, January 19th, we have our next Financial Success Summit. You want to know more about the market, more about what's going on, and how to get a better relationship with your money. You're going to want to join us there. Uh, of course, we have Claudia Harvey, the CEO of Digit Apparel, joining us that day. Craig Dunkerley, Jonathan Tilger, our resident mortgage mm-hmm. broker. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a heck of a day. That's uh, 9 to 5, I believe. It's a it good is. long day. Uh, if you're not uh, not too sure about any of that and you want to get a little taste for that, of course, we do every Tuesday night, except for next Tuesday night, uh, our financial <laughs> success <laughs> evening. It's here at uh, 730 at our office at 2120 North Park Drive in Brampton. You can certainly email us at Kirk at blackthorn-group.com if you want to be a part of that. And then May, uh, sorry, no, January 8th. 8th, we have our next financial success meetup uh, talking about the upcoming tax season and the dreaded registered retirement savings plans. And Hashim uh, will be leading that one as well, our guest from last week. Oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So lots of good stuff coming up. Uh, for now, again, thank you to our guests. Thank you to Kirk. And uh, have a great set of holidays. I know there's there's many different ones coming up. I'm celebrating Christmas and uh, New Year's coming up. So to all of our viewers out there, thank you Stay very much. Stay away from the malls. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call it? The Santa Claus bubble, Craig? Yeah, oh, Santa yeah. Claus rush. yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you again next Thursday at 3 p.m.